up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Festive Podcast. Very excited today. Today, we are inviting a very talented content creator, filmmaker, entrepreneur, photographer, Gordon Lee. Gordon, can you introduce yourself to our audience here? Yeah, what's going on, guys? I'm super stoked to be on your podcast, my man. And do you want me to go in and give me give them a quick background about me or... Yeah, yeah, let's let, elevator pitch style here and then we'll kind of jump into the details. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Gordon and I was um, born and raised in Orange County, California. That's where I grew up. Then I moved out to Arizona for school. I went to the University of Arizona. That's where um, I'm currently living now. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so I've been out here for six years now. And yeah, this is where I pretty much grew my creative business. I've been doing it for two and a half years um, officially. Um, I started in May 2017 and yeah, I just haven't looked back since after I started this business. So let, let's now let's dive into the details now that we have more more context. Like give us your origin story. Like where where did Gordon like officially, was there an epitome or like an iconic moment where you're like, man, I've got to like, I've got to figure out a way to do this for a living or, you know, how did, how did you get into filmmaking as well as just more broadly, you know, content creation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like a lot of people have that dope story where they grew up holding a camera when they were like fucking three or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't have that story personally. So in college, I went to school for nutrition. Um, I always wanted to be or go towards that health and wellness route, trying to yep. pick that medium between what my dad wanted to be like a doctor and whatnot. So I want to become a registered dietitian. That was my goal throughout college. And that's what I went to school for. But that nine to five was definitely never the route for me. Um, I knew that if I went towards that route after college, I wouldn't personally thrive in that. Um, yeah. Then my last year of college, I came up with a business plan to create my first business, which was in the activewear industry. It was like a fashion activewear um, company. Okay, right on, yeah. right on. Yeah, because I was always invested into like fitness and whatnot. And like the clothing thing was kind of popping off in like 2015. And I thought I could get my foot in the door. So sure. I just went all in, created a business model my last semester of college. Um, super invested in that. And then I it took me four and a half years to graduate. So by the time it was January 2016, um, I moved out to Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, had inventory in my third bedroom in my house and just went all in on the e-commerce platform and all that and did that for about a year and a half and not having like the budget to bring on an employee or whatnot, you know, you know how it is starting out. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah. I had to wear, you have to wear all the hats, of course. So um, I would maybe like, I would invest in like a photographer or a videographer every now and then, but the return wasn't what I was hoping for. So I'm like, why not just try to yeah. do it myself, you know? So I got a camera. Um, I think it was like a T5i at the time with a kit lens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, took some photos in my garage and some product photos, you know, um, just to get some social media content going for my website, for Instagram, Facebook and whatnot. Um, and I just really fell in love with it. Just the whole creative aspect itself. Um, it was, it was super cool to me to just be able to like create something and, seeing the return you get from like the, the photo you get or the video and all the reactions people were um, getting from it. Then I guess fast forward a year and a half into that apparel business, it wasn't scaling as big as I needed it to grow since that was my main source of income. Um, so I kind of pivoted and 
I started doing gigs on the side, doing the free work. You know how it is. Um, starting out in the creative industry, you have to do free yep. work, build up your portfolio. Then I got paid a couple hundred bucks every um, every now and then from like different supplement companies. I was still like in that fitness niche. Um, then after I knew I could make a decent living off of it to just pay my rent, my bills and whatnot, just like the minimum, um, I went sure. all in May 2017. And yeah, that's pretty much how I got started. That's awesome, man. Um, so it, it kind of sounds like you're like just an entrepreneur at heart that kind of stumbled upon like photography. Would you say like your, your passion is really, I guess, like, like building a brand? Yeah. So I feel like down the road for any reason, if I were to not um, continue with my current video production business, I would probably open up another business, whatever industry that may be in. So building a brand in general um, is something I'm really interested in at the moment, the whole marketing aspect of it. Um, even growing my own personal brand at the moment, I, I find it super fascinating and I feel like I'm always going to be invested in, yeah, just the branding aspect itself, whether it's with this creative business right now or something else down the road. For sure. I, I just, I like, I sense a lot of similarities in our story actually. So mm -hmm. um, a bit about my story, like originally I kind of had that somewhat like as a kid. So as a kid, when I, like, I remember my first time was probably like 11 years old or something like that. That sounded weird the way I phrased that <laughs> first time, <laughs> like picking up a camera and like making videos with my friends and I fell in love with it, but it was like, to me, I guess the way I was like raised by my parents, it was never, I never even, the idea never came across to me that like I could pursue it as a career. And, yeah. you know, at my, I think we're right, right around the same age. And so during my time, like in middle school, like into early high school, like social media was really like just starting to happen. So mm -hmm. it wasn't until college that like this whole influencer and content creator thing like came to be. So it wasn't until actually I got into college that I really was like, okay, I'm going to pursue filmmaking for my career. Cause I actually went to school and my, uh, I was an, uh, undecided at the time, but my mm -hmm. main path I was taking was, uh, to be a personal trainer and nutritionist Oh, like cool. yourself. I so I, I always yeah, nice. had, uh, I had a huge, I've had a huge and continue to have a huge, uh, fascination with just the health and fitness industry, um, health and, and mental wellness, physical well being, like those are all very big and key to me, um, which I think we can definitely tie back how that helps you creatively later. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, for me, man, it's just like, I love like, yes, I love filmmaking and photography, but like, I think what I'm really passionate about is like the journey of like building a brand or taking something from zero to like hero, you know, like building it from the ground up and just like being a part of something bigger than yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess when you started out, did you have um, like a partner or someone else to bring on or was it just all you or is it still all you? It was all me. And in some facets, you know, it still is. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess this is a good a good spot to kind of uh, tangent off a bit. Like how much let's talk, let's dive into teamwork and maybe sure. not necessarily like that you have to have a, a team for your business per se, but like having people that like there's a. Uh, uh, what do you, I guess like an understanding that you all help each other out, you help each other grow and build. So, you know, nowadays, whenever I have a music video set or one of my buddies do, 
we're always coming out okay. and we're capturing BTS. We're helping then create um, little marketing pieces that we can use on specifically our stories to market the video, making BTS cut-ups, having the photos. Like we're just always helping each other um, whenever possible. And like that has made a huge difference in us being able to. Um, oh, I lost you. Um, yeah, so just like always us always helping each other out, you know, and being there, um, whether that's on set or just helping each other out with an edit or building out marketing pieces, whether that's making the copy or again, like a visual piece. And that's just made, uh, you know, turnover time so much faster. It's brought in new clientele. Like, how is do you work with the team or do you kind of have this help me out, help you out kind of mentality? And like, how is that, uh, you know, affected or? Uh, yeah, I mean, how has it affected your business? Yeah, I feel like starting out, I was always that like solopreneur. Um, since I did wear all the hats in my first business, I was used to doing that. And for me, I guess one of my flaws or one of the things I need to start practicing more is delegating. Yes. Um, especially <laughs> when you start scaling a business and um, things are growing, you can't really do everything yourself, even if you want to, you know, so um starting for me starting to trust people to pass on editing projects or setting someone out for a production and knowing they'll um, have that great return or that similar um, outcome that I would do um, that I would have is something out of my comfort zone and something I'm practicing. So right now I don't have anybody on full time, but I contract out people on um, every project. So for most of my bigger projects, I'll contract out like another filmmaker or pass out some editing projects to some people. But right now, yeah, it's all on a contract basis. And I'm looking to scale and bring on like a full-time editor right now, um, hopefully another full-time filmmaker. Um, but yeah, just finding that perfect person that I really um, bond with. And I know that I could um, train to, I guess, if I were to bring someone on, I want them to be better at something that than I am, you know? Um, there's no point bringing on someone that is, I guess, at the same level. I want to be able to, like, pass off ideas back and forth to someone. So be, being able to, like, create a team would be, yeah, it would be definitely crucial for me to scale my business. And that's um, probably the next steps I'm taking this year. Yeah, no, man, I, I hear you big time there. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the place I'm at myself. Um, you know, so I'm constantly just contracting people out. I guess it's like, you know, sometimes it's like, I guess, finding the right time, but also like just find, like kind of, I guess, like hypothesizing when the right time is to jump, you know, take that next big step. Because at the end of the day, like there's there's never really going to be like a moment where you're like, oh, OK, like now's the time to hire an employee. But it's kind of like just growing into those practices. So like at this point, you know, I have kind of set people core, a core group of people, you know, that if they're available, I'm booking and contracting them. Cause it kind of goes back to like what you're mentioning is people that I can trust that are reliable, um, that have, you know, similar shooting styles. Um, cause really at the end of the day, like that makes such a big difference, especially like when, not just from like a personal perspective, but like also being a business owner, like having someone that you can trust and rely to get the job done and you don't have to kind of constantly be 
in communication with them or like answering questions and making like these huge drawn out detailed list of like the shots to get it, it just makes uh such a big such a big difference whether that's like in time efficiency or just overall kind of value production um in regards to like managing you know bu- uh, budget excuse me so uh, I, I feel you big time there man it makes a big difference Yeah. So I think for me, it's, uh, I mean, again, very similar to you. Like I'm constantly like still learning and and growing. Um, but mainly really where I focus it right now is, uh, specifically, uh, cinematographers. So music video, um, it might be a wedding. It might be a commercial project. Generally I'm contracting out and bringing people out for that. Um, editing that's, that's like a tough one. Again, it kind of goes back to like, I'm just, uh, I'm a very particular person and uh, I'm very like my brand is my baby. You know, I've kind of grown it from from nothing to what it is now. And so I've really been I've just struggled to find someone that I feel can edit uh, the way I do and kind of create the content the way I do, because I'm also, I guess, not necessarily a content creator in regards to like, um a vlogger or like really making like personal content. Pretty much all of my content is for clientele. Again, mainly music videos and commercial work. And then I really just tend to make like tutorials uh, as a form of like entertainment and fun for me, but also like as a form of education and really just giving back to the community. So finding, finding the right editor, man, that's been the biggest struggle for me that. And then um, this is kind of more of an issue with just like, privacy but uh you know I, I really would like to find someone to start managing uh just like logistical things and admin work like emails i spend way too much time on emails i know i do but it's it's like it's just going about that process uh it's like it you know it's something i know i need to do but like i just don't want to do it because it's like having the idea of like having to sit down and train someone to like have my brand voice to respond the way i would respond in emails all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's challenging, man. Like (laughs) it's hard. Um, I think something you do like that is super, uh, unique and you do extremely well is your presence on Instagram specifically. Um, I think you do an incredible job of making, um, content that is actually valuable. (laughs) Um, it's, it's not just like, Hey, look at me. I'm doing cool things. Uh, it's actually providing like real value. Um, and someone, uh, I actually just did a podcast with, uh, Edward Lee. I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys know each other. And I think, uh, I was saying a similar thing to him is I think you, you two are probably the people, um, I admire and kind of build, uh, kind of use to build off and build and grow for myself, um, in regards to your copy as well. Um, you guys just like, I was telling him like it, it seems like every single post you make is something actually I, I would like to ask and, and know this from you. So he just does it on the fly. But, you know, when I'm looking and reading your guys's copy, it feels like, you know, every single post was like like a journalist or something. You know, it's someone who who thought this out like three days or a week in advance and like built out this whole copy and then waited for the day to implement it. Do you do that at all? Or are you kind of similar to Edward? Like, 
you just, when it comes time to post that day, like whatever you've kind of been experiencing or is on the top of your mind, you kind of just spew it out onto no, the page. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think about that stuff ahead of time. Like I wake up um, and I always, all my posts are made in the morning. So I just whip on my phone. No, I'm, I need to go find a photo, find my photo maybe the night before. And I just pump out whatever's on my mind, um, whether it's valuable, whether it's just gear content. Um, I do a mix of both because um, yeah, they both get different types of engagement. One's more valuable. One's just for to flex, you know, <laughs> some people just like to see that camera gear. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of pop up the engagement a little bit with that, but yeah, for the valuable stuff, um, I just, whatever questions I might've got that, that week or the week before, or just something on my mind, whether it's work related, personal related, I just pump it out. And um, sometimes it does well with engagement. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm okay with that. I'm not there for the clout. You know, I'm just trying to help someone out, whether it's one person, whether it's a hundred people, for um, sure. if someone finds it valuable, hell yeah. If not, I don't, I don't care. Um, yeah. I just like to use the Instagram platform itself to give as much back as I can in the best way I can. And I feel like in 2019, there's no reason to hold back and hold back value. Like, whatever I know, someone else probably already knows, or they could find somewhere, somewhere else. Um, I'm not in that competitive kind of mindset where I just need to hold everything to myself. Um, I don't mind giving as much back to people to get them from point A to point P point A to point B, like 10 X faster, you know? So whatever I could do, whether it's through an Instagram post, um, through like a voice memo, through DMS, whatever it is, if I could help someone, then that's my purpose. Absolutely, man. Lo love that. Um, and, and let's talk like, how has that benefited your business? You know, just giving back to the community, um, mm -hmm. providing free value, just speaking on your, your past experience. Yeah. So I guess for my personal brand specifically, it helped in numerous ways. Um, so I guess building the value in that community and that trust with my audience, um, I'm able to I guess, create that relationship on a deeper level than most people can. And on a, on a branding aspect, um, I'm able to land different um, collaborations with different brands as well, just through the engagement I'm getting through my um, audience. It's not like I have 100K followers or 250K or whatever, but I have a pretty engaged audience in the specific niche for different companies. So they don't, I get a bunch of like free gear um, to just share with them. And that's, that's super cool to just save thousands of bucks on equipment and test out new, new gear all the time. Um, so that definitely helps on that personal branding level and to use that equipment for my business as well. And then for, I guess, going back to my like video production business, building that credibility through my personal brand definitely helps land different um, clients as well. Um, see I guess for them to see my presence on social media, not just my business page, but my personal page, I feel like me shedding light on my knowledge and things I know, um, they're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, he knows what he's talking about. I want to work with him. So I guess those are my, that's why I use Instagram the way I do. Um, everything I do has like a purpose and every post has a purpose. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. Yeah, no, definitely does, man. Um, I, I totally, I totally vibe with that. Um, it's made a drastic, like the past, I'd say year and a half for sure. This past year I've made like a huge, uh, 
pivot in regards to how I post and like before i was it was literally like if we're being honest i was just posting like everything i thought that looked cool and then like i just provide like either like a goofy caption or like Mm -hmm. just what i thought was like a cool but relevant quote um and i've switched it to now like same kind of thing like again like really showing like behind the scenes content showing my process and then like talking about that in the copy you know it's like really talking about the way i thought through that shot or how I made this video happen or again, talking on just like something I experienced this week. And it's made just like being a real genuine, authentic person and speaking from my experience and journey in the industry has just made such a huge difference and not just like following a personal brand, but like from a business perspective too. So now I've had so I've had so many clients that have told me that they particularly chose me because they saw my tutorials and other content like that and they saw how passionate i was about what i'm doing and so they chose me other other people who might have potentially had you know the same quality if you will of work or if not better i know plenty of people in in my area you know that that uh that probably i would argue do better work than me but i think i get the client over them sometimes again because they choose me for the personality how much has how much has that helped you you know just like really being genuine authentic and yourself and like winning over clients yeah i feel like that's probably one of the biggest things that could definitely separate you from your competitor is that personal connection you have with your clients and being able to connect with them on a deeper level than just the creativity and you creating a video for their business you know Um, people want to work with people they know like and trust you probably heard that before and yeah that relationship building is huge and a lot of people are amazing creatives they create dope work but they just don't have that personal connection with clients and that might be hurting them um not to um put them down or anything but that's something you kind of have to work at if you're not a huge extrovert i'm not an extrovert by any means but i guess trying to connect with all my clients on a level that on a deeper level and trying to find like a common uh, denominator where i could actually like bond with them is definitely huge to not only land them as a client, but to have them come back every single month or every single week. Um, so I, I feel like most of my clients who have worked with me, I've worked with them multiple times. And it was never a one-off project because they wanted to work with me specifically and not just, um, they just didn't want a video, but they wanted me to create their video. So how do you, how do you secure the bag like that? Let's, let's help the, the listeners out here. Let's say for instance, company likes you, they choose you, you know, they enjoy your personality. They think you do mm-hmm. good work. How do you personally, Gordon, you know, build a deeper personal connection and relationship with maybe not just the brand itself, but that specific point of contact you have through the company? How do you kind of foster that relationship further and kind of, you know, build it and grow it in a way so they're coming back to you for more work, kind of maybe not on a retainer client basis, you know, Mm -hmm. every single month, but residually, you know, they're kind of coming back every kind of here and now again uh, with new campaigns for work. Yeah, I feel like um, the first time you meet them, the first time you're working with them, you definitely want to, um, I guess, nurture that relationship. So whatever, everything you say during that during that interaction definitely matters. You don't want to have a bad first impression when meeting them. Um, just getting to know them, I guess, on a deeper level, like I said, um, getting to know their personal life or whatever it is. If they have dogs, try to talk to them about dogs and um, just trying to get them to trying to, I guess, build that relationship um, on that front end. And then after you deliver that 
um, content to them. Maybe follow up with an email every single month um, or every couple of weeks or whatever it is. Um, and connecting with them on social media, um, follow them back and just engage with their post or something and just say something valuable or something insightful. And I guess networking is huge too, because the person you work with, they probably have a huge network and you probably worked with someone in their network. So if you had Definitely. a bad interaction with one of their buddies or whatever, and that buddy went back to them, they probably won't hit you back up, you know? So, um, all the relationships you have has to be um, your number one priority. Relationship building is everything. And if you um, destroy one relationship, you could probably destroy 10 more down the road. So yeah, just being being you and being authentic and being um, a likable person is going to get you way further than just being a fucking dick. <laughs> no doubt. Um, yeah. Do you have any personal stories you'd be willing to, to share that kind of expound that where maybe you had um maybe it was yeah. beginning stage of your career and you had a bad experience experience with a client um or maybe it was like a really good experience that kind of furthered things for you you have like a specific uh scenario you can share um i haven't had too many bad clients but um i guess one one good client who's still one of my clients i would say um his name's michael i met him like met him at a local gym we knew of each other we we were talking about like working with each other, but it never like followed through. Then a couple months down the road, like other people were telling him um, to hit me up and to work with me. Then he gave me the chance. I created one of his um, marketing videos for his like fitness company. And then, yeah, it just building that relationship with him and his team. Um, we were all bonding and getting um, just getting to know each other on a deeper level and be able to like connect just away from work, but um, that personal life as well. Um, then he became one of my biggest clients um, this past year. Um, I was able to get like 5K retainers with a couple of his businesses. Um, got like a couple, like couple five-figure jobs and gigs off of um, those projects. And yeah, I still continue to work with him every single month. Um, so just building that relationship is everything because he's gone through, I believe, like 10 different videographers in the past two years. And um, he said working with me was probably the best decisions he's ever made and um he's been loyal to me and i feel like the work i delivered to him is of high quality and up to his standards as well and just i guess aside from that relationship building your work has to definitely be um high quality as well and you have to know the purpose of the video you're making and the return they're getting out of it too you don't want them to be spending x amount and getting not not, not even x back you know you want to give them two to three to four X back on that return. So building that relationship is everything. Building high quality content is everything. And if you have both of that, then your client should definitely be coming back every single month. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so with that being said, like where, where do you find the healthy balance of, you know, making high quality content that's within the client's budget um, still kind of giving you enough to profit from, but also isn't like way too much of a time investment. Like how do you work out a client's, uh, a client proposal, um, mm -hmm. and like formulate it in like, like just a proposal and the budget, like how do you formulate that all in your system to where it makes sense for you as well as the other business? You know, I, I know plenty of content creators, like, you know, big, 
thing people struggle with early early on is brands and businesses either like they just don't have a big enough kind of reel and past work to really showcase themselves or mm-hmm. like brands just aren't willing to invest that much because they're so new and don't have any kind of following or anything they can leverage that way. So it's like maybe the brand takes a risk on you. Um, they decide they'll give you a couple t-shirts and a $350 budget. How would you yeah. personally go about, you know, working that out to where it would make sense for you? It would make sense for the client and you could provide something of high value. Or would you, is that something you would just kind of look at and walk away from? Would that be for a photo project, video project, like a video campaign you said? Yeah. I mean, really uh, any, any, any or the above, I guess. Like what, like what, what is your personal process for like gauging the value of uh, a proposal? Like how Mm -hmm. do you know whether to say yes or whether to say no? And I guess I'm, I'm thinking about this more from the perspective of someone who's kind of in the early stages or like, let's say like maybe at like a novice level Um, Mm -hmm. again, just so we can kind of provide some more value for people who are kind of maybe just getting started in in, uh, pursuing a a career in filmmaking or photography, et cetera. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll give you like two different perspectives, one from like a novice and one from like my standpoint of how I would go about it. So I guess from someone who's just starting out, you definitely want to try to get as much work as you can, you know, just to not only land the client and make, make a few hundred bucks, but to also practice your craft out in the field. Um, I guess practicing is everything. If you just sit on your ass all day in your office and hope for a client to come by and then you go out to shoot, you probably don't even know how to use a camera too much. So landing that client is big. Um, being profitable when you're starting out, um, you probably don't have too much leverage if you don't have anything to show for it or any credibility. So let's say you're a couple months into your career and you want someone reaches out with five t-shirts and of $350 budget. Um, if you don't have any work that week or even that month, yeah, you probably might take it. And it's good to create that content for your portfolio if you don't have something similar to it. You don't want to be getting 10 different videos of that same niche because um, you don't want 10 different same level quality in your portfolio. That just doesn't make sense. So if it makes sense to you, yeah, go ahead and move forward with that. Um, log that client down and with every project you do from the beginning stages or even now, you should definitely put in as much work as you can to that. Put in your all of your effort into that. There's no point half-assing a project, especially if you're not getting paid for it because that's sure. just a waste of fucking time, you know? So you have to go all in, do the best work you can to be able to use that video. You spent, all right, you made 350 bucks from that video. Now you could showcase that video to someone else down the road for a thousand bucks or something, 750 bucks, whatever that is, um, because you put in your effort to create that high quality video. If you got paid 350 bucks and you put in, let's say 350 bucks effort into that video and kind of half asked it, then that video is going to just look like a $350 video and you're going nowhere with that. Um, yeah. So that's my take on the novice standpoint, but for me personally, um, I guess my onboarding process is if a client reached out, wanted to create a video, I would send out a quick questionnaire. And through that questionnaire, um, they fill it out online and it answers all the questions that I want answered before even hopping on a phone call. Because like, you know, time is money. I don't want to invest yes. my time in someone that Thank you. I know I wouldn't want to work with, you know? Yeah, you've probably been there like every, every single yeah, time. Yeah, man. Um, specifically, uh, um, 
this is not knocking anyone too. Everyone has mm-hmm. a different vision, a different price point, or di- you know, some people want to go small with a budget for a project. Some want to go big. Um, but I know for me, speaking from my personal experience, I get this all the time with music videos. I'll get mm-hmm. people reaching out, um, especially on Instagram. Like, what are your rates for a music video? I mean, you know how it is. Literally, every single video project has a different price point and budget. Like, yeah. there's just so many variables to consider. Definitely. So the first thing I always do is is send out similarly, I you know, I send like a little questionnaire of I think it's like about seven or eight questions mm-hmm. um, to kind of just give me a base idea of like what you're trying to create, how many locations are involved, is talent involved, etc. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, about seven like seventy percent of the people don't even like respond to that. And so like that gives me my answer right away without like oh, kind of as sure. you said, like going back and forth with emails, setting up a conference call time, hopping on a call, all of a sudden you've spent, you know, seven hours trying to seal a client that would have only paid you maybe $300 and would have been the biggest pain in the ass to deal with. So I I, I totally see where you're talking uh, and totally agree with you with, with kind of doing the questionnaire. What other, what other steps do you implement um, into your just overall like daily process to be more efficient with your time? Because, I mean, again, as you mentioned, like time efficiency, like that is like so key when you're running a business, because as you grow and as you scale, you have less time available and it becomes even more important that your time is focused on things that actually matter rather than busy work, like answering emails all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess workflow is everything, especially if you're working by yourself, you want to make sure your workflow is on point. If you find something to get done quicker, figure that out. You don't want to be spending five hours on something that you could probably break down and finish in one hour or 10 minutes. So for me, um, I guess more specifically towards like the onboarding process, for example, um, I guess the questionnaire, that's really like a pre-made template. I just send that out through my phone. I have the email template already created with the copy and whatnot, and it's integrated my CRM software. I could send it through my desktop or through my mobile device. Um, if someone reached out through my contact form on my website, I just copy their email, their name, send out that questionnaire on like under two minutes on my phone. Um, so that before probably would have taken me like maybe 30 minutes, you know, so that just cut that time down drastically. And then for yeah. proposals, if I were to send a proposal, I already have like a template created, just go in, um, change a few words, change a few numbers and whatnot. And I send that out through my um, already made email template as well. And that cuts that time down. Um, yeah, just so just finding little things where you could just expedite that workflow, especially if you don't have an admin person or a virtual assistant. Um, your time is your time is money, you know. So if you if you're spending all this all these hours trying to create a proposal um, every like from new from scratch every single time, that's hours you're wasting, and that's just stupid. So whatever I could find to really help my workflow. Um, I try to do when I have the time to do that. Definitely, man. How much time, um, would you say you spend and cater to acquiring new clients? Um, and, uh, how much time would you say you cater and spend, um, I guess grooming your current clients? So I guess by grooming though, I just essentially mean doing continuous work like again if it's a retainer client or um maybe you just send them like a free short 30 second thing to kind of again just like keep them 
not baited, but keep them there with you, make them know that like, hey, I'm still here and, mm-hmm. and ready to make content for you. How, how do you like split that between your search for new clientele and grooming what you currently have? Yeah, I feel like um, I was at two different stages. Like when you're starting out, you have more time to invest in like cold DMing or cold emailing or calling if you do that um, to reach out to new potential clients. Um, but now I'm at, I feel like I'm at a stage where I have a decent amount of recurring clients and new clients coming each month that I'm not, I'm not even reaching out to clients anymore. Um, so I haven't reached out to a client in a couple months uh, or even this whole year um, because things are hey. going. Yeah, things are just busy and Congrats. I want to be. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, but if I were to have more people on my team, that's what I could be doing more of, you know? So that's not necessarily like a good thing by any means, but I could be scaling exponentially more if I were to bring on someone else to the team. Um, but yeah, just being able to foster that relationship with your past clients is big as well. Just reaching out to them via email or a quick call. Um, that's something I should probably be doing more of as well um, to increase your workload and your revenue each month if you um, need to be doing that. But yeah, um, it's definitely important to I guess, I think, I forgot what the quote was, but you should definitely be working on your business, whether you're busy, whether it's a busy month or a slow month. You don't want to just be working on your business when it's slow, but when it's busy as well. Um, And a lot of people just work on their business when it's slow. So whether you're, yeah, when you're busy, you should definitely still be um, fostering those relationships with clients, um, reaching out via email, following up, and everything in between. So yeah, that's my take on that. But with that being said, at the end of the day, it also like in reality, it's just a happiness game, mm-hmm. you know, like th- that's really what it comes down to. Like, I mean, I guess some people, some everyone defines success differently. But for me, re- reality of it is like, are you happy? Are you doing what you love to do? Are you waking up, you know, excited for the day? And based on our conversation thus far, it sounds like you're really already there. You know, as you kind of mentioned, like you're not necessarily trying to grow exponentially into this huge production company. So like, I mean, I guess I'll let you speak it for yourself though. How do you personally define success? And would you say you are, you know, successful? Yeah. Um, yeah. So successful, definitely. You definitely have to be happy to be successful or whatever your idea of success is. Um, for me, it's being able to create the life I want for my family right now um, to live just live a happy life with my family. Um, everything I do is pretty much for them and for my future self, future family. So I guess I have a bigger picture in mind and that's what pushes me each day to go out and grind and hustle. Um, and yeah, you know, um, just do everything each day and just get through my day, even if it's with clients I want to work with, clients I don't want to work with, um, editing. Um, sometimes that shit could get boring, you know, just sitting in front of your computer, even if you're passionate about editing and creativity like sometimes you just get in that rut so as long as you have like an end goal in mind um something to like push you and still be happy doing what you're doing um i guess that's what really matters what's your take on it yeah man i i I mean like that's that's my standpoint like as simple as Mm -hmm. that like if if you're happy i think you're successful like i'm a huge advocate for that you know i mean like there's people that are making $500,000 a year that have a giant mansion, but they live by themselves. Mom and dad passed away when they're young. Um, and they have 
no friends, you know? And so they're mm-hmm. just like an extremely lonely, depressed person who makes $500,000 a year working on these huge financial accounts as a financial investor or a, uh, an accountant or something, you know? Like mm-hmm. I would much rather, like, I guess my mindset has really just always been that way. Cause like for, I take it back to the nine to five for me growing up, even going into college, I knew I was never going to work in a cubicle or a nine to five. Sure. I had my experience with an internship doing it for a couple of weeks. And I just knew immediately it wasn't for me. I always told my parents, I was like, I will, you know, I will die on my sword. I will, I would rather be a construction worker and work outside and just nail hammers in with, or <laughs> hammer and nails like <laughs> all day for the rest of my life, enjoying the, the fresh air and the sunshine than making, you know, $80,000 more a year working in a cubicle. So Mm -hmm. for me, it really, it just comes down to if you're happy. Now, again, obviously there's other things that just fundamentally like matter. Like obviously you need to have a roof over your head. You need to have, you know, a stable, uh, stable income coming in that you can afford, Mm -hmm. you know, food, water, electricity, like basic necessities, of course. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you're happy and you can live within those means and you're still profiting, you're able to save some money for your family. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's successful. Um, but obviously with that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't any drive or desire to go further. So I would argue I'm successful. I'm extremely happy with where I'm at in life right now, but I'm also super driven. Like I'm, I'm very grateful and happy to be where I'm at and doing what I'm doing, but I'm also very ambitious in that I want to do and accomplish so much more, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely, man. I definitely agree with everything you're doing. Um, like at the end of the day, if someone were like strip you of all your materialistic things and even your business, could you really say you're still happy? I feel like that's when you know if you're legitimately happy or not. Um, so if I were, if someone were to come today and if I were to lose my business today, would, would I still be happy? Um, I think I still would be. Um, knowing like the family I have and everything else I have, I'm still grateful for everything I've been giving and the opportunities I've been given that I could still consider myself happy and successful um, knowing that I could probably start something up um, the following the following week or something with the knowledge I currently have. So I feel like people are just so tied into the work and the, the business itself that they forget about everything else and about the relationships of friends, the family, um, everything in between. Um, so having, having a good balance, work-life balance is definitely huge. Um, for me, at least, I don't, I don't want to say that for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's definitely important for me, for my definition of success. Definitely, man. Let's, let's, I'm saying definitely a ton today. That's like my <laughs> word today. Um, let's, let's go further into that. Um, because I know I wanted to, I talked about tangenting off to that early in the beginning. So let's just talk about overall, like work-life balance. How do mm-hmm. you, um, make time or find the time to kind of uh, have a social life and live out that aspect of your life, try out new things. How has that impacted your, your career um, on a personal standpoint, as well as for your business um, taking the, those breaks um, from just working and, and being with friends. And then uh, you know, off, off of that, let's kind of, let's dive into a bit of uh, you know, just general like health and wellness and uh, you know, nutrition and working out and how that impacts you creatively. But but first and foremost, so yeah, just I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on that first question there. Yeah, so 
Let's see. Ah, oh, shit. What was the first question again? I just focused on your latter part. <laughs> um. So essentially, like again, just kind of taking it back to, um. I guess I'm trying to think of like a way to like rephrase it. Um. So, if we're talking about overarching, you know, health and wellness, but more micro in the sense of like how you're making time for hanging out with friends or just making time for leisure. And then thus, so as a result, how is making that time for those activities and such, how has that impacted your ability um, when you're focused on your business or like overall, Mm -hmm. how has it bettered your business or has it hurt your business? Like what is your personal experience with all of that? Yeah. So I feel like when I'm working, let's say every single day all month, that's when I know I'm going to burn out. And that's the point I, I've been at and I don't ever want to be at again. Um, so taking time to just shut off, whether it's a weekend, one day, every couple every couple of days, or um, one day a week, two days a week, um, being able to shut off and not think about work is huge for me to go back and just kick ass next week, you know? Um, so my, I guess going to like diving into my daily schedule, um, I wake up in the morning usually and I wake at like 6, 7 a.m., um, knock out or feed my pups, do all that thing. And I get all my work done from like 8 a.m. to maybe 4 to 5 p.m. Whether it's production, editing, whatever it is, all my work is done by like 5, 6 p.m. I'm out of the office by 6 p.m. And that's when I shut off. I, I don't ever like shut off, shut off. I'm always like kind of thinking about work still, but that's when yeah. I stop doing everything. Um, and yeah, um, I take that time to spend with my family. My girl gets off work around like 4 or 5 p.m. Um, I try to get in a cardio session at the gym, maybe for like an hour or two. Um, yeah, my, my thing lately, I've been just playing basketball in the gym for maybe two hours, get some cardio in, run around, try to lose a few pounds, you know. <laughs> but I feel like it's been tough with me going back to the health and wellness to, I guess, going back yeah, towards that health and wellness topic. I haven't really been focusing on that too much, even though I know I should have or should be. Um, This week, I'm trying to get back in a good routine of working out and eating healthy. Uh, But sometimes you just kind of fall off, especially when you're a business owner and dealing with everything, all the stress you have. Um, It's hard to stay on top of that. And um, I feel like for me, like a couple years ago, I did that whole competing thing. I I was eating six meals a day, um, working out two times a day. And I just got, that kind of like burnt me out. And yeah. I kind of fell off that route of eating healthy, not eating health. I don't eat like bad by any means, but just eating five, six meals a day of protein, carbs, and a good amount of fats and whatnot. Um, So just trying to get back into that healthy balance, that lifestyle, nutrition kind of realm, just making good conscious decisions with my health and working out and just that in general, just working out, cardio, whatever it is, that's what helps me like shut out from work, um, being able to just pump pump out weights or just run around, you know? Um, you know how it is because you have that background too. So that's what helps me shut out from work. Yeah, that's that's really comforting to hear, man. I think I'm in the, the same boat myself. You know, I really love using the gym as an outlet to kind of get away from stress and anxiety and just like, all of that, but it's also something that like I use to benefit myself in my business. You know, like for me personally, like 
the gym is huge. I work, I mean, not just the gym, but like just working out in general. Like the first thing I do every day, wake up, say what I'm grateful for, um, what I'm, you know, what are my goals and mission for the day? And then I go to the gym or I go for a run. Um, and that immediately kicks in endorphins. I'm immediately happy. Uh, it gets me energized and awake and ready for the day. It again, releasing those endorphins. So I not only am excited and happy and looking forward to the day, but I feel self-confident and good and happy about myself because I'm making healthy um, and health conscious choices, decisions. Um, and that just helps me carry, carry that momentum throughout the day. So then I'm eating healthy meals throughout the day. I'm motivated. And so I'm jumping right into my emails and my calls and my edits and it just continues to build and grow off each other. And so it makes my days super productive, um, which then leads to productive, uh, weeks and months, which then leads to major impacts in the macro grand scale of things. And so like just overall, it just helped my general personal well being as well as like again, just my business, like in all facets, it's made me more efficient, effective, optimistic, confident in my decision making, um, where I'm putting my money, just everything. Like it, it sounds goofy, but it really does make a drastic difference. Like, especially like creatively, I have come up with so many ideas for projects, whether that be with a client or a passion project, just at the gym, like just running on the treadmill or like, doing bench press and halfway through I'm like oh wait that would be a cool film and so it, I'm also ADD so it just kind of functions that way but yeah man it, it just health and wellness makes such a big impact on your business I, I cannot stress that enough sweet all right so yeah Gordon I just love to know you know transitioning from health and wellness and kind of building off of that how do you personally um manage fear, stress, and anxiety. Um, one, you know, from the sense of just how it comes from operating your business and stuff, but obviously there's that whole other facet of just having a life, you know, and obviously just things happen with life, um, family members passing, car accidents, random things like that. You know, how do you deal with all of that going on in your personal as well as your business life? Yeah, so for me, like my escape from work and everything is usually like working out or um, doing some sort of cardio like you I know you have like that personal training fitness background as well so you could probably relate um, so for me I try to um, make it in the gym at least five times a week whether it's working out pumping out weights or just running around playing some basketball um, so staying healthy and um, being in shape and health in general is has always been important to me that's been like a big um, part of my background. So whatever, I guess my health definitely reflects in my business, the healthier I am and the more I'm, um, doing well with my nutrition and everything, I'm feeling more energized and I'm um, just doing well with my health that reflects with me doing well in my business as well. Um, and I know when I'm like slacking in my health and, um, eating bad and eating shitty, I feel shitty and it kind of, um, I could see that in my business too. So yeah, just to sum it up, um, health has always been important and being health, being healthy is crucial if you want to have a healthy business. Ah, I like that, man. That's, mm -hmm. I, I really yeah, like that. That's you. super true. <laughs> um, kind of, uh, more micro pinpointed, um, how do you handle fear or how do you maybe use fear 
to your advantage. Um, and this sure. is from like full business perspective here. Um, obviously there's a ton of like fear that comes with, um, running a business, whether that's taking the jump to go to a different state or whether that's taking the jump and spending $3,000 with a random marketing company to push a new campaign to promote your business. How do you, mm -hmm. how do you manage the fear that comes with those things or, you know, again, kind of use it for your benefit? Yeah. I feel like the feel, the fear of failure keeps me going, like knowing that I could fail or knowing that, um, things go to shit. Um, that keeps me like more motivated and just to go out and keep hustling and to, um, do my thing, you know, um, I feel like that's a place I don't want to be. So that's just, that's something that just is always in the back of my mind to keep me from, keeps me progressing and moving forward with my business and in life. Um, because that's not a place where I ever want to be or ever, I never want to necessarily fail. Um, yeah. So the fear of failure just keeps me going to sum it up. That's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's really cool. You turn that into like a positive, if you will. Um, you know, cause a mm -hmm. lot of people really tend to look at it obviously from, from the other perspective and they, the fear of failure really holds them back from, from ever starting. Um, so super encouraging to hear, um, building off of that, you know, where is the future for Gordon Lee here? What, what is the, what is the future with your personal brand? What are you trying to grow it into? Where, where can we expect you to be in the next three to five years? Sure. Yeah. So right now um, I'm focusing a lot of time, not only putting my effort into growing and scaling my video production business, but also my personal brand as well. So for the past year or two, I've really been going all in, giving as much value as I can to my audience, my community through my social, social media platforms. Um, and my goal is to hopefully come out with a couple digital products or even a course. Um, that's what I'm working on for next year to really give back even more to uh, my audience who really wants to dive into growing their side hustle into a full-time business. Um, that's what I'm really passionate about. And I feel like that's my, not only my passion, but my purpose. I really, that's what I really love to do. Not, not only creating, but helping others create their business and to scale their business, to create the life they want to live um, through their passion. So making the passion their paycheck. And my my objective for 2020 is to really take my personal brand to the next level and come out with come out with my business course to really shed light on all the business awesome. topics a lot of other people aren't really really sharing and things I really Very wanted cool. to know and really couldn't find on YouTube. Because on YouTube you just find like editing tutorials and how to use camera gear and whatnot, which is great yeah. and necessary to grow, but to actually create a profitable business or a business in general. Um, that's the stuff I really want to share. It's actually, it's weird you mention that too, because it's like so many people I think would generally benefit from a business course or just general business information like that existing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I'd find it so hard for it to exist because like, it, it's just like YouTube, like you can't do a tutorial that is just you talking at the camera. Like the drop off will yeah. be like, 20 seconds like you have to have like behind the scenes and like other visual elements going with it so yeah i feel like uh, a filmmaking course is is perfect for doing something like that man so excited to excited to see how that plays out for you um can you can you share a little bit about i know you have a pretty strong understanding with uh personal branding so i'd love to hear 
um, just like your two cents um, provided here for the audience on the power of personal branding, um, why everyone needs to be doing it and how you can use it to leverage yourself or um, leverage businesses to work with you or again, like leveraging yourself uh, by like, I guess like an example mm-hmm. is being able to leverage your brand five years down the road when you start a clothing line, you know, you can leverage the personal brand you have to kind of project and push the following you have from that to then buy into this clothing brand. And it's kind of an easy transition because if this clothing brand reflects you and they already kind of follow and, and resonate with you, it's an easy sell. Like they're already committed to it. So can you just, just talk a little bit. I'd love to hear your two cents on the power of personal branding and what it can do for you in the long run. Yeah, I feel like personal branding plays a huge role in like many different aspects. Um, For example, if you want to use your personal brand to leverage your business uh, by giving away a lot of value, video related or just any type of value in general, you're really building your credibility with your audience. And when your client sees that or your potential client sees that, um, they know they they see your page and see your content and they know that you know what you're talking about. So they definitely want to work with you because you look more like an expert in your industry and you're just giving away so much value that um, they really want to work with you. And from like a brand perspective, if you want to start landing like brand collaborations with different like gear companies, you know, um, you could definitely utilize your personal branding or personal account to lock down brand deals and get different equipment. If you want to do like some YouTube videos and create some reviews, um, you save thousands of bucks doing that by leveraging your personal brand account. Um, and yeah, if you just want to grow your audience in general, um, if you want to be like very niche specific in the, um, camera gear or camera enthusiast videography niche, then you already have that audience that you're, um, putting in all this effort in and warming them up. So when you do decide to sell something, you already have that engaged audience and don't have to start over from scratch and grow that audience when you do decide to sell something, you know? So right now. Um, I'm just kind of warming up my audience, um, creating this community, uh, because when I do decide to put out like a digital product or something, they're ready to buy because I'm already giving away so much value that whatever they buy, they know they're going to get 10x that. Exactly. Because they trust they trust your brand. They trust you. You're reliable. Um, yeah, man, I love it. I think that I think it's going to do great things for you. I'm, I'm really excited to see where you take that. Um you give back a ton of information. You give a ton of free value. What's the driving force behind that? There, there has to be more than just knowing that it can benefit your business and that you can profit from it down the road. Like you have mm-hmm. to have some moral compass that, that is continuing to push you to provide that, that information and that free value. Sure. Yeah. So I feel like people kind of, chase money you know like that's cool like we go in phases of that i do that too like chasing money but like that shouldn't be your ultimate goal um you know how it is like there's millionaires out there who are not the happiest or yeah i know you said you're um being happy is being successful at the end of the day and if you're not happy you're not successful so having all the materialistic shit in the world that's not going to make you truly happy and for me um personally i really want to create a life for my family, my future family to live this life that I envision. And that's always in the back of my mind. Um, And that's what keeps me going each day to really go out there and crush 
every project that comes my way and get every lead, land every client, because I know that my end goal is what's really, I guess, pushing me each day, you know? Um, so having that vision in mind and that, I, that, I guess, vision of happiness, um, yeah, that's just what pushes me each day to keep crushing it. Love it, man. And you are, you are crushing it, by the way. <laughs> you are. No, no, um, not really. I feel like you're never <laughs> going to be satisfied, you know? So um, there's always, there's, there's always, always more that to battle. do. Um, you're like, yeah, sure. never satisfied. But at the end of the day, you're still going to be grateful and sit back to um, see at your success as well. So yeah, being able to do that is definitely important with whatever stage you're at, whether you're starting out or whether you're five years in, um, just be grateful with opportunities you've been given. No doubt. I, I would love to retweet that. If that was a tweet, it would be retweeted right now. Um, yo, so we're wrapping up here before we leave. Um, Gordon, can you throw out some socials and and just what, wherever people can find you, follow your journey, potentially hire you on for a project. Mm -hmm. Give us some information. Yeah. So I'm based out of Arizona, like Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale area. And you can find my personal Instagram account at Gordon Lee, G-O-R-D-O-N-L-Y. And if you're local and you guys um, need to hire a video production company, go ahead and check out my website, www.lyvisuals.com. And that's pronounced Lee Visuals. And yeah, you can just find all my information on my Instagram or my business account. Awesome. Lastly, Gordon, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have? I feel like we went over um, a lot of different topics, kind of like tangenting off. And yeah, we touched base on a good amount of things. But I guess just one takeaway for your audience is to whatever, whatever stage you're at right now, whether you're feeling down or at a low, just keep pushing and keep grinding because um, it's not going to be a success overnight. But if you put in the work every single day, um, you'll look back a year from now and see how much you've actually crushed it and look at the successes you've been um all the success you've been given and all the opportunities you've been given and you're just gonna be like fuck yeah you know but if you just sit on your ass right now um a year from now you're just gonna be exactly where you are and that's not where you want to be i've done that before i've done that for a year or two um so just keep crushing it um do your thing stay in your lane and have that vision in mind of where you want to be hell yeah love it we'll end on that note this has been another incredible episode of the festive podcast (laughs) thank you all for stopping by especially gordon really appreciate you man and thank you all for listening hope you picked up some knowledge bombs because we were dropping them (laughs) go tell your friends this podcast kicks ass because it kind of does see y'all next time